0: All righty. Good morning, everybody. This is Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. A very, very cold morning here in New York City. And uh, Wiz, you know it's kind of weird. Uh, this is the first weekend in about four months that we've had no football. Uh, something which has definitely kept in s- us a little bit saner uh, in these crazy times. Uh, but one, more, one more game to go. The Super Bowl next weekend. Uh, I hope you're staying warm. How are you today, Wiz?
1: Yeah, doing doing well and. Uh... Yeah, I think uh, you know we'll definitely get into the Super Bowl talk and prophet and who we like in the game and, and all of that stuff um, later um, later next week. But uh, yeah, I mean it's just, it's it's so interesting. And if you take a look at what's going on right now in the NFL, the fact that I I mean since I've been watching football, I cannot remember a time where more then half the teams in the entire NFL will have a new quarterback next year. And trying to decipher this and figure this out is going to be a lot of fun, challenging, and uh, really make a big difference, not only for the quarterbacks that are involved in this fantasy game of musical chairs at quarterback, but the skill position players who could be getting tremendous boost, whoever depending on who comes in a quarterback, and maybe some downgrades depending on – you know, who leaves and not, and doesn't come back. So, so interesting what's going to happen. And I think you could do an entire show just dedicated to the Sean Watson situation. And there are teams that are, are lining up, I believe, and can make great offers for the Sean Watson. And uh, very rarely do you have a situation like this where you could have a player who could really make your team, from a good team to a championship team, and turn your franchise franchise around just like that. So, uh, a lot of stuff going on a quarterback, but uh, like I said, the Deshaun Watson. What is going to unfold here is going to be absolutely fascinating.
0: Yeah, what's what's even more interesting. Uh, you know, it, it certainly could impact the NFL draft as well, uh, because you look at uh, a couple of those teams at the top of the draft that hold a bunch of draft picks, and, and where that can kind of shift. Um, the landscape uh, we have, in addition to the quarterback carousel, that that you know, again, we're gonna, we're going to talk in detail about this probably a bunch during the offseason, But you know, all the coaching changes that have taken place. By the way, some of them really head scratching ones um, in, in terms of who got the jobs and and how that impacts certain players. And, you know, look, there's a there's a lot to be decided, and and, and to your point, how it affects the value of other players that are on the team. So, you know, we've got a lot to discuss when it comes to that in, in the off season. And I guess we should see a bunch of this happen, uh, You know, once March comes around is is when you'll really start to get some momentum in that. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes of addresses at the quarterback position and the spillover effects of that. You know, it's going to be kind of something that we have not seen in a a very, very long time, probably as long as we've been following football. uh, To see this kind of movement uh, at at the most important position on a football team and how how it affects the rest of the appendages is uh, pretty incredible stuff.
1: Yeah, and not only is it you know it's just going to be a lot of movement, but when you start talking about the quality of players that we're, you know that we're, that we're talking about potential movement, you know, even though I don't think it's likely, and I think uh, I don't think you do either, Aaron Rodgers, but certainly it looks like Deshaun Watson is going to be going somewhere else. Matthew Stafford and the Lions already agreed to part ways. He's going to be going uh, somewhere else. It seems like, you know, there's some noise going on about Dak Prescott. Um, there's 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 there you know, you're not just talking about quarterbacks, you're talking about some 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 really talented quarterbacks, great quarterbacks that could uh, make a difference for a franchise. So we're gonna see which of these teams can maybe trade some of their young players and draft picks that they have in this upcoming draft and, and, and land themselves with Deshaun Watson. So it's gonna be fascinating
0: to see how this all unfolds uh, let me ask you uh, you know if you are the jacksonville jaguars and, and you hold all all you know what do you have three picks in the first 33 um in, in this in this draft um urban meyer's been hired uh with the idea obviously they're going to draft uh Trevor lawrence uh, but is there is there a part of you that says you know, do do we actually try to do something here? Now, again, this is kind of unusual because I think when you look at both the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Colts have a ton of cap room and the Jaguars, obviously, both of them are in the division with the Houston Texans. So the likelihood of him moving to one of those two teams is probably very, very low percentile. Uh, But do you make an attempt if you're Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars, or are you just so smitten with a player like Trevor Lawrence that you're not even going down that road?
1: Yeah, I think there's, uh, there's other factors at play. One is, you know, you have a new coach coming in there, and he wants to kind of probably bring his his players along. I think he wants to probably take Trevor Lawrence. Two, talking about trading into the Colts or the, the Jags, probably not realistic within, within the division. Plus, the Jags are not just Deshaun Watson away from winning a championship. Unlike some of these other teams that could be in the mix, like the Dolphins, um, certainly are, are, are a team that you know you, you add Deshaun Watson to them and you're giving up a tour and then picks. That's a different story. But the Jags, I think, they want to have they have a new coach. They want to have Trevor Lawrence, and then not just Deshaun Watson away from a championship. While there are, are a few other teams uh, uh, that that you know that. Deshaun Watson can 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 make into a championship team just by him being there. So I think the the Jags are going to hold on to their equity uh, in terms of draft picks.
0: Uh, you know, he, he, we're, we're here locally in the New York metropolitan area, and uh, I, I know more than a few Jet, jet fans um, got very excited. And, and apparently, that you know, there has been some inkling that you know Deshaun Watson has some ties here and has actually. Liked a a tweet about the Jets. Um, (laughs) I mean, we know Jet fans are are cursed for very, very many years here. But, I mean, is is that a very possible landing spot for for, for, uh, Deshaun Watson?
1: Yeah, he's one of them. And, listen, you have to – to get a player like Deshaun Watson, um, you have to throw your hat in the ring. And if that's Sam Donald, the number two pick and the number 23 pick, then – you may have to make that offer and, and see and see you know how it ends up. To me, that's an attractive offer. Um, the Dolphins have a lot of equity and they have Tua, so I think that would probably be a little bit better of an offer. I heard the Carolina Panthers are willing to trade Bridgewater. They have the number eight pick and some stock equity and some draft equity as, as well. Besides that, I mean, those are all very, very interesting offers. And as long as the Texans can play these teams against each other, they may end up with a really great trade for a player who just doesn't want to be there. So uh, it's almost inevitable that something is going to be done. Uh, But there are a bunch of teams in, 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 you know, that that should be very interested in uh, Miami to me just makes the most sense if you think that your defense is championship level, which I think it's, it's, it is, if you have some of the surrounding players that are good players, they have a great, you know, young tight end, Parker's good. Uh, they may want to show up a little bit in that backfield, but yeah, I mean, the dolphins came so close last year. And then if you add the Sean Watson, uh, you have to think that's, that's something that you have to try and do. So while well, I think the jets will be in the mix, um, the dolphins i think have the, the the best equity in terms of draft picks and players on their roster to to make that happen
0: all right, good. Well, well, we'll we'll speak a lot about this. It's going to take up, like I said, a lot of our off season uh, when, when it does begin. Because uh, you know, when the season, when the Super Bowl, when when the, when the flags get r- r- risen for who wins the Super Bowl, and the confetti falls, uh, Wiz and I are getting ready for the 2021 fantasy football season. So uh, uh, that that's the way that works. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about the positions Wiz coming into this year. You know, we, we we've gotten to see some playoff action. Uh, I talked. About that. I like to see how players do in the playoffs and and what it means for, for the upcoming season. But, you know, I think what we want to look at here is is maybe some players within each of, of the skill positions that you think could rise and, and could fall kind of out, out of their status uh, based on the rankings where we think the rankings could be uh, for the upcoming year. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it off to you here uh, and start the quarterback position. Now, who, who do you see as guys that, you know, who are currently maybe thought of as a top 10 guy, uh, where you can see them slipping out of it, and who do you see kind of maybe moving up, here
1: yeah so the the player that I think can fall out of I think is going to fall out of the top 10 and may even not be a quarterback one is I'm very very concerned about Kyler Murray Um, you know that offense I think the league is kind of caught up to it Uh, it was supposed to like take the league by storm and I'm just worried about him being at his size, running the ball so much, injuries, their offensive line still isn't great. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about Kyler Murray um, as a quarterback one. I think he could drop out. I think that offense, which was supposed to really, you know, take the NFL a while to catch up, has caught up. And, um, and I'm also worried about him You just don't want him to to be reduced to a pocket passer. I mean, he needs to do what he needs to do. But that being said, uh, he's not a big guy. He likes to run the ball. They like using him on runs. I'm not sure that's sustainable. So I'm worried about Kyler Murray, and I think he could be out of quarterback one. And a player that – a quarterback that I don't think is going to be quarterback one but has been completely forgotten about, who I like, is Jacob Eason from the Colts. And I don't know, you know, it seems like it's a great landing spot for one of these veteran quarterbacks. But I just don't know why the Colts are not going to at least give him a chance. They, you know, took him with the pick last year. I thought it was going to be like Rivers this year, and then they are going to kind of hand it over to Eason. I think he's talented. He's got tremendous arm strength. So I think while, you know, a lot of people are just assuming that the Colts are going to get in a veteran quarterback to kind of take over that, that colt team to you know to win a championship. I wouldn't sleep on Jacob Eason quite yet. I, I think he's a young, talented receiver with a great arm who, given the opportunity, could get in there and even if he does play, obviously he's not gonna be a quarterback one, but I just think he's somebody that's completely off the radar and an interesting guy. So I love Kyler Murray going the wrong way and I have Jacob Eason as somebody to keep your eye on. So what say you at quarterback?
0: Yeah, so it's very hard for me to say this. And, uh, you know, normally he he doesn't get a lot of love, but the last couple of seasons he definitely has so. But I think the precipitous drop that we saw from Russell Wilson in the second half of this year uh, was, a, a, you know, a major factor in my thinking here. And I think it's going to be the case for, for all those folks out there doing their – their rankings and whatsoever. It's a its a bad taste left in the mouth of how this team ended up with, by the way, two wide receivers that did go over 1,000 yards. Uh, I think both of those players were actually ranked in the top 10 at the position. Uh, you know, Lockett was extremely quiet at the end of the season. Uh, you mentioned about Metcalf saying that teams had really caught up to what they were doing. And I don't know, there's changes in the air. I think Seattle has to figure out what they're going to do at the tight end position, and I'll cover that when we get to tight end. But... Yeah, I just think he's going to fall out of favor based on how swiftly and how steep the drop off was from the first half of the season to the second half of the season. And I think people are going to be a little bit, uh, I think they're going to be gun shy on going after Russell Wilson in, for the upcoming season. Um, so you mentioned.
1: Wow. You know, yeah, no, I'm just saying, that as somebody, it it's, uh, must be difficult for you to say that as the leader of the Russell Wilson <laughs> fan club these last five years.
0: Yeah, it's just it just I, I hated what I saw. Uh and you know, look, they're gonna get Rashad Penny back for full season next year. We know Chris Carson's a good running back, has to stay healthy. Actually there's a lot of running backs there in general, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I think i it, it is tough for me to say that, but um but I'm 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 gonna be very, very, very shocked to see if, if he's in a lot of people's top ten. I hope well, he'll probably be at the very back end of it. He's not gonna be in the top five, that's for sure. Um, so it's interesting that you mentioned Jacob Easton. I, I got my eye on another guy and, and you may call me completely crazy for this one. Uh, especially with all of the talented quarterbacks that we, we're going to have moving around here. But, but, a, but a guy I'm paying attention to for where he potentially lands is Marcus Mariota. And, uh. I know that's a little strange to hear. We know he was displaced in Tennessee. Uh, He had the one game where he walked in for for Derek Carr this year and and nearly uh, brought the Raiders to a victory. Played very well in that game. I think there's going to be a coach out there that says to themselves, Marcus Mariota can be our starting quarterback, and he's still a starting quarterback in the NFL. So that is my kind of dark horse for a guy at the quarterback position, and you, like I said, you may call me completely crazy for that one, especially with all the talent that's running around. But that's a guy that I'm going to be paying close attention to for where he lands in the 2021 season.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. I mean, so you know, yeah, I mean, he, he he looked good. I think that that's going to have to be like a good fit. Like if he if he goes somewhere. Where he the way he plays is a good fit for him and and vice versa, Um uh, yeah. I could you know that that's that's a very very interesting one. I mean that that's one that made my that made that made my Jacob Easton look like Patrick Mahomes one. That was that was <laughs> that that's way off. That's that's fantastic. So, uh, did you have any other thoughts or comments at quarterback before we move to running back? You know,
0: again, quarterback, um, uh, because we're going to have so much movement, you think, you know, as much as half the teams in the NFL could have a new starting quarterback, it's kind of hard because I think it's difficult to see where, where, where people are going to fall. So, uh, you know, again, this is kind of just based on what we're looking at right now. But I, I don't have much more to add because I do really want to see what ends up happening here at the position, you know, as we kind of move along through free agency and the, and the, and the draft.
1: Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very early, and this is, of course, you know, just some fun talk. Uh, the, you know, at the end of the season before next season, but just something to keep your eye on. So, move to running back, and uh, I have one player that I have going in each direction for next year. Um, I'm concerned about Derrick Henry. Um, if you count Derrick Henry's junior year at Alabama, senior year at Alabama. And five years as a pro, he is on or very close to 2,000 carries already. 2,000 carries in his just last seven years. Uh, uh, Just about, I mean, over 1,800 regular season. Then I'm not sure how many in the playoffs I didn't look at, but it's got to be, you're getting close to 2,000 already. So I'm just a little worried. All of those carries. If it's going to take his toll, when a running back gets through, you know, that, that mathematical equation of amount of carries and age, it usually starts going in the wrong direction. And I don't know. I'm just a little concerned where people take Henry and where he deserves to be taken these last couple of years. But if you're wrong and that drop starts happening, it it, it could happen quickly. So I'm concerned about Derrick Henry, and I, I think he could be a player – with all of those carries um, that could start going in the wrong direction. And the player that I I think has a, a, depending on what happens at free agency that I think could be a running back one next year, a top 10 guy is AJ Dillon. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. There's a lot of crazy things going on with the Packers, but Aaron Jones is a free agent. Jamal Williams is a free agent. They kind of were trusting A.J. Dillon more and more as the season went on. And I just feel when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who's still a great you know, great quarterback, he's probably going to win the MVP this year. But the thing that he needs most is you've got to be able to run the ball at the end of these games. You've got to be able to take uh, some of the pressure off him. And I think he's just one of these guys he's perfectly suited for the cold weather, that nasty weather. He's a big physical running back. So I think A.J. Dillon, if you see that uh, Aaron Jones has, and I think, I don't know what the percentages are, it's probably more likely that he's going to you know be signed by another team. Uh, I'm not sure what, like I said, Green Bay is going to do in terms of free agency in the draft and all of that stuff. But if you see Aaron Jones go to another team in the offseason, I think A.J. Dillon is smack right in the middle of running back one uh, for next year and the biggest thing for running backs is year one to year two that's when the game slows down and it becomes easy and I think A.J. Dillon is a better running back than Montgomery from the Bears and you saw the jump that Montgomery made from um, year one to year two and I think if A.J. Dillon gets the keys to the kingdom in Green Bay, look out. So I have Derrick Henry worried about going in the wrong direction, and I'm worrying, loving A.J. Dillon if he's given the opportunity in Green Bay. What say you at running back?
0: All right, so I, I got a little bit more extensive here, um, but, but the reasons are kind of the same, especially for the guys that I see moving down. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned A.J. Dillon because I have him in my equation as well, but but I got, I got four guys moving up. Four, sorry, four guys moving down um and, and five guys moving up so okay wow okay. so so i have aaron jones moving down for the you know i don't know where he's going to land if, it, if it's a great spot that's fine but if it's not in green bay you know we have to see where it is but but i have him as a potential move down uh, the the, uh, the other three guys they have moving down is a combination of desire uh usage uh injuries and just frustration from the players. So some of it could be personal bias And that I will not touch these players. One of them I'm actually going to never draft again. So I'm going to commit to that uh, statement right here, right now. Uh, So the, the other three guys that I have moving down, I don't like anything about the body language and the desire that I see from Ezekiel Elliott. That is an offensive line that is a lot worse. I don't know what's going to happen with Dak Prescott, but I think he's going to fall further down next year. He's an older running back. I don't like anything I see with Ezekiel Elliott. Joe Mixon, I have no interest in that player again. The injury, the team, the offensive line, I think it's going to be a burrow throw fest on this team. And a guy I will not have on, a, on my fantasy team ever again because of the way he's used and he further solidified his place off my team with his DUI at the end of the season. Josh Jacobs will never be on a fantasy team of mine going forward again. I was sick to my stomach the way the player was used all year. I'm sick of Gruden's act already for the Raiders. But you know what? Until any of that changes, you will not see me with Josh Jacobs on a fantasy team going forward. Uh, Guys I have moving up. You mentioned A.J. Dillon, and because I have – Uh, Aaron Jones moving down for the same reasons that you kind of articulated. I have him moving up. And the other ones, they're all young guys. Uh, One guy actually is not fitting into that mold, so I'll mention him first because he helped me win a championship. Look, Raheem Mostert can't stay on the field. Tevin Coleman is not going to be there anymore. Jarek McKinnon is not going to be out there anymore. He just signed a one-year deal. Jeff Wilson Jr. finished the season very strongly for the San Francisco 49ers. He is a guy that I can see moving up demonstratively, for the upcoming rankings in the 2021 season. And the other three guys are all young guys. We saw Singletary couldn't do anything really for the Bills. I know Zach Moss got hurt. But Zach Moss, we've talked at nauseam about J.K. Dobbins. I see him moving up, perhaps even a top five back next year. And the last guy, just based on the coaching hires and the scheme that I think they're going to employ going forward, but DeAndre Swift is going to have to be a top 10 running back next year coming into the season.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing that would the thing that would, would concern me a little bit about Swift is I have a feeling that Detroit is going to take a quarterback with their number seven pick, I believe. Um, or is it five, seven? Yeah, I mean they're picking early. They're picking early, and, I, and they're going to take. I think seven. I think they're projected maybe take Fields with the seven pick. And I'm always a little concerned when you have a running back with a rookie quarterback. I think that was part of the issue with Nixon. It's always a little trouble. But yeah, there's no there's no question how uh, how talented is. Yeah, I had the kind of same thoughts about Elliott uh, as well. <clears throat> I hated. Yeah, I mean. So let me ask a question about the, the Cowboy situation. Is that going to be a, um, a thing that you are thinking about equally where Elliott going backwards and maybe Pollard going up?
0: Yeah, no, no question in my mind. No question in my mind. I think you, you see a player with more energy and, and arguably a better fit for what the Cowboys are actually going to try and do offensively.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how they're not going to employ him more. He, he just looks so lively and, it, you know, and his kick returns and every time he touched the ball, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just – they have to figure out – these teams have to figure out when you have two good players at the same position and running back, how to get them both on the field at the same time. And uh, you have to get Pollard between 10 and 15 touches every single game. And I don't think, you know, that, that's too difficult. But – um yeah I I kind of I kind of agree with you I didn't like And you and
0: you remember that start that you know we talked about him starting at the end of the year that that one start that he had what a what a football game he played in that game I mean he it was that in the first week of the playoffs if I'm not mistaken in the fantasy play That
1: was actually week 15 15 so okay was, uh, week, yeah But yeah was,
0: he he was a guy that certainly if you had Pollard, he was pushing a lot of teams forward with that unbelievable performance in week 15
1: yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, no question about that. So, well, when you start us off, so when you start us off at wide receiver, who do you have as players that have been kind of like in the top 10 or 20 in receiver that you kind of don't like, and who do you have maybe? Moving up the rankings next year.
0: Uh, so the, an obvious one, it, you know, you and I are in the in, in the Julio Jones no fly zone, and, and that will continue. That that player should not be ranked in the top ten of anybody's top ten. If you see it, just laugh at it and move forward because you should not be there. Uh, and I think the other guy, you know, base, and it's so funny that we're saying this because he was so so legit as a number one receiver coming into this year. Everybody had that. People were spending third and fourth picks in in snake drafts on him. Mike Thomas, with a new quarterback, I I don't know that you can be very comfortable in in where he kind of fits in in the offense. And you know what? He was hurt a lot this year. So those are the two guys that I would uh, have moving down. And I have two guys moving up. And it's just because of the situation, kind of how they finished the year. Brandon Ayuk just showed us so much as a first-year receiver last year. And I just think, with Samuel not being able to stay on the field? I think he is probably going to be the number one threat at wide receiver. I think you could see him approach top 10 next year. And the other guy, just because the coaching change, the quarterback change, and just the way this player actually finished the season, granted, in a different scheme. But... I know how much you like this player coming into the draft, and I think they're going to utilize him much, much more in this particular offense, and that's Laviska Chenault from the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of, a lot of the things you said about uh, a lot of the players, you know, some of the players that you mentioned as well. Um, so, Julio Jones, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. He's He was the first guy on my list. I don't know how anybody really could go into drafting him next year um, and take him in, the, in the, as a top 10 receiver even. Uh, I just don't see it. Another year older, the injuries are getting uh, more serious, and he's missing more time. And now there's, there's – I don't know what the chances are, but there seems to be a decent chance – that Matt Ryan is not going to be the quarterback of the Falcons. But well, let me ask you the question. I mean, I, you know, you Ayuk is an interesting player, and he was playing with... Average to below average quarterbacks. What kind of boost will he get if Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford uh, are the starting quarterback for the 49ers? one what is uh, starting for the 49ers next year?
0: Yeah, off the charts. Look, I would love to also see Debo Samuel stay on the field and see those two guys playing together with George Kittle because that is a dynamic receiving core. If, again... All the players are able to stay on the field. And if you're, if you're the quarterback of that football team, my goodness gracious, that's a lot of talent there. And guys that, by the way, if, if we talk about uh, yards after catch. In all three instances, those three players are just tremendous yard after catch players. So I would be licking my chops. If, if, if you got a quarterback there, the right quarterback there, I would be absolutely licking my chops. Or well, Brandon Ayuk is a top 10 guy
1: yeah yeah there's no there's no question about that, so as far as the players going the wrong way i yeah the first guy I mean it's julio jones I mean, and if our boy Johnny Burke is is listening to this podcast, please please don't don't do it again next year what you did the last year I don't know I think he spent in you know, a hundred dollar budget he spent like eighteen dollars or twenty dollars i think on julio jones yeah there there are other players that um uh, Will be better options next year, so uh, so I think you should. uh I think everybody should kind of shy off Julio uh, as far as picking him that early. And another player that I th- I don't like for next year is I have a feeling that Sean wilford is going to end up being the starting quarterback for the Rams next year, um, and I think that while. Jared Goff was not good. He just seemed to have a great rapport with Cooper Cup. And I don't think that's going to be there with Wolford. Uh, not the type of route running that, that Cooper runs. He's, he's, Cooper Cup runs. It's more precision. It's the kind of passes that Goff likes to throw. I don't think Wolford and Cup will have that connection. So although he's not usually a top 10 guy, he's certainly like around a top 15 guy, Cooper Cup, somewhere in that area. So I'm, I'm kind of going to shy away from Cooper Cup as well, especially if, if Wolford is... The starting quarterback and two, two receivers that I really like going into next year is CeeDee Lamb is going to catch a hundred passes next year. Uh, I think he's very, very close to wide receiver one. He's going to be entering that territory. He played with second string, third string, fourth string quarterbacks. His numbers for the end of the year are still very, very good. I think with Dak healthy, um, CeeDee Lamb catches over a hundred passes and probably somewhere between 12 and 1300 yards receiving. So I'm loving him and I'm going same thought process, but a different player. I think DJ shark could move up to be a wide receiver, one or top 15 wide receiver with Trevor Lawrence, urban Meyer, who seems to have a golden touch with coaching receivers in college and then them going into the pros so i'm going to assume that's going to continue with his being able to coach the ready players that are there so agree with you completely just a different player but i think chennault and dj shark both will be much improved with urban meyer and trevor lawrence uh, quarterbacking the jags next year so i'm with you on that
0: all right, good stuff. Uh, and, and, and the reason why, too, I, I, it's funny. I picked Chenault because I just, you know, around the line of scrimmage, you know, uh, you know what Curtis Samuel did at Ohio State, right? I just think that's kind of the implementation of the offense where you'll see a lot of that, and that's the kind of. I just think he'll find a way to get him the ball. And look, look, look what Brady did with with Curtis Samuel this year. What what a step up that uh, Curtis Samuel. By the way, in the second half of the season had to be the number one wide receiver on the Carolina Panthers. Would you
1: agree with that? Oh, there's no question about that, yeah. I mean, he he may have been a top... 10 or 15 guy
0: in football. Yeah, yeah. And, no, you know, it's a guy that I actually thought about mentioning, but, again, Urban Meyer, you know, utilized that player when he was at Ohio State, and I kind of see that same type of vision with a guy like Chenault. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking about mentioning Samuel because of how strong the season. And, and you know, again, they may name, you know, Robbie Anderson started the season with, with a great season, but, you know, just a guy, yeah, I like, think like we should keep that player in mind as well.
1: Yep, so then why don't you, what, uh... Tell us about
0: the tight end position. A t- tight end for me is, is pretty simple because it's going to be a reversal of roles. I, I don't know who's going to be the quarterback in Philadelphia, but Dallas Goddard's going to be the tight end there. Uh, and, and Zach Ertz is going to go somewhere else. Where it is, I don't know. So you got to reverse those two players. And the other two guys that I'd kind of reverse in direction, um, just because I love the way Irv Smith Jr. finished the season. He's he's a dynamic offensive player. Uh, I think the Minnesota you know pass catching now, when you look at Jefferson and Thielen and And now I think Irv Smith will become a bigger part of that equation. I see him moving up. And because of the reasons that you talked about, rookie quarterback, new relationship, all that sort of stuff, I would be a little bit more hesitant while a great football player, I'd just be a little bit more hesitant about uh, TJ Hawkinson with that new relationship and that taking a little bit of time to unfold.
1: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I just have one tight end and, you know, going each way. Um, I was not a fan of Cook uh, coming into the season. I thought he was touchdown dependent and a sour taste from start to finish, that fumble uh, to kind of end the season for the Saints when they're up by seven and, and going to get either a 10 or a 14 point lead. He's, I don't think, going to be on the Saints, not going to have Drew Brees throwing the ball. And I just, I'm not a fan of the player. So uh, even though he's been like somebody who's been tight end seven to ten or seven to twelve or somewhere in that mix these last couple years, um, I'm not even drafting that player. I wouldn't waste my time on him at yeah, all. Yeah, leave
0: that to leave that for Steph to draft.
1: Yeah, leave that for Steph to draft is right. And then a tight end that is will be completely forgotten about that I'm liking to maybe venture into tight end one. Next year, top 10 to 12 guy is Blake Jarwin, who got hurt the opening week. And Golden Schultz Played pretty well for the Cowboys when Blake Jarwin got hurt. And the Cowboys, as we know over the years, it doesn't matter who's their tight end. They love to get their tight end involved. And Blake Jarwin is so much faster and athletic than Dalton Schultz. I have a feeling, along with Dak Prescott, if they could come back. And the difference is, Dalton Schultz got hurt in week one, so he'll have plenty of time to recover from that injury. I think he's a player that's been completely, will be completely forgotten about he's fast athletic and with dak prescott he could be tight end one next year so that's how i see the position as far as like some players that are off the radar that could make a lot of noise and finish in the top 10 at the position
0: i would just like to remind fans out there uh this is uh, not, not to kick Jeff fans uh w- while they're down but uh in four and a half games last year, Dak Prescott outscored Sam Donald in the uh, and from a fantasy perspective in the eleven and uh, eleven and uh, or twelve games that Sam Donald played. So, just keep that one in mind. Let's not forget how potent that. Dallas Cowboy offense was at the start of the season Um, you know they have three tremendous wide receivers and I would include Michael Gallup in that in in that grouping Uh, and and you mentioned you mentioned Jarwin this is a this is a tremendous offense and you know Dak going down was a big hit to a lot of fantasy teams out there Uh, but I think something worthy of noting just how explosive this offense could be I mean Dak Prescott was putting up numbers that were just just absolutely obscene to start the season.
1: That was a perfect storm, right? You had a great offense with great offensive players killing it, you know, just killing it week in, week out fantasy-wise combined with a defense that was giving up 40 points so that, that elite Cowboys offense was throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game and uh, boy, was it wonderful if you were part of that Cowboys offense from a fantasy perspective, not so much from a team's perspective or a defensive perspective, but uh, it it was the perfect storm for the Cowboys. um, The first few games this year with their terrible defense and having that elite offense, Dak Prescott was, uh, was, was just incredible.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, this is a good exercise. It's fun to do these sort of things. You know, I go back. I remember in preseason, and I think I think we did very well with a lot of our predictions. But I remember, not not that we're going to talk about defense or kicker here, but you and I both talked about that Tampa Bay defense, how they finished last year, Brady coming in at quarterback. You know, this is the type of homework that Wiz and I are doing uh, as we come into these seasons. So we put a lot of thought into what we're saying here, and we couldn't have been more right on what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I don't see. I don't think we saw in many rankings that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to be a top ten, twelve defense. But you and I were very much on that page. So the work that we have started doing now, I think it's something that you kind of should pay attention to for for reasons like that. We are digging deep in the weeds here uh, to help you kids out uh, to get you to be uh, successful fantasy football managers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you, you know. <laughs> For people that are gonna give you, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, well, you know, you don't need to turn into a turn into a podcast to listen to that. But we're gonna give you. Some players at every position, including defense and kicker, which we work on a lot because it's a, it's a, it's an important part of fantasy football. And I don't, I, I don't agree with leagues that want to make scoring for kickers and defenses all the same. I think just like any other position, there are elite kickers and defenses and there are terrible kickers and defenses, and there should be a disparity in the scoring at those positions, but we put some time and effort and thinking and, um, and we talked about this um, back in like March and April. I remember that sometimes an, uh, getting some players on offense can make a good defense an elite defense and uh, that was one of the things we talked about with Tampa Bay who with Winston they were always playing from behind they never had the lead that that pass rush never was able to get the pass you know to the after the quarterback because they were usually behind as soon as the game started their offense wasn't controlling the ball now enters Tom Brady who even though he did make a fair amount of mistakes especially early on you know time of possession and the Tampa Bay was going to be leading in a lot of these games so that pole vaulted in our eyes their defense from being good to a top defense And uh, that's the kind of thing that we think about And we're going to bring uh, As the season you know, comes the next year And uh, like I said, you don't need us to tell you That Pittsburgh's got a great defense Yeah, they got a great defense But who are the defenses that you would get In rounds 15 and 16 In the snake draft And for a dollar or two at an auction draft That nobody else is really paying attention to And you're going to have an edge on That's what we're going to be able to help you with And that's what we bring to the table All
0: right, so I look forward to more of these off-season discussions. Obviously, next week we'll kind of be gearing on the big game next week and kind of our thoughts and what happens from a – Player prop perspective. Uh, You know, there is one bit of news that did come out. Looks like Antonio Brown will not play in this football game, so got to have Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson on your radar again. But we'll talk all about that next week. In the meantime, Wiz, uh, I'll wish you a good weekend. Try and stay warm. Uh, I know we got some snow coming next week too. So, but we'll have time to talk about the big game, and uh, we, we look forward to bringing that to you next week. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the rest of the weekend and we will talk next week wiz
1: you got it next lot